Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. It's time for Watch Wednesday. Brought to you by Lewis Jewelers, your watch store. Proud partner of Michigan Athletics and Sports Talk 1050 WTKA. The Ticket. It's time for another edition of Watch Wednesday here on Sports Talk 1050 WTK. The ticket online at WTK.com. Hanging out with my guy, Devin Lewis. And Devin, you have in front of us today, the band is cool, but man, the face is so sparkly. So tell me all about this beautiful <laughs> Omega in front of you today. So what I have here for us is the Omega Speedmaster. At, there's a lot of things going on here. but So this is going to be... It's going to have the moon phase. This is going to have the date. This is going to have the tachymeter, the chrono. But what really sets this apart from a lot of Omega's other Speedmasters is the blue ceramic and that gorgeous dial. The dial, I mean, it's like you're looking into another galaxy. And, I mean, it's going to be a rose gold moon for the moon phase. It's running the 9904 movement, which is really getting at the top of the line with Omega. And it's retailing at $15,000, but with that blue ceramic, it's, you're really getting a heck of a steal. Still, of course, featuring a five-year warranty, but we only are able to get one or two of these a year. So I'm sure we won't have it very long. And come check it out here at Lewis Jewelers. The blue is unbelievable. The sparkle on the face, you talk about looking into another galaxy, it's exactly what I was thinking. It looked like you were looking up into the stars on a beautiful clear night with no cloud, uh, no light pollution to block the uh, stars from sparkling through. And then even the subtle details, the, like the Omega logo on the dial on the side, like just all the little details, the big details. It's a beautiful band uh, on top of it. You could look at the back of it so you can exactly. show it off to your friends. And it's a show-off piece. It's not, it's, you should, obviously, it's a beautiful piece and very functional, but it's also one of those that you can kind of show off to your friends and show all the cool gadgets that are a part of it. Exactly. And I love the red stitching they did on the inner of the band, plus using the blue ceramic on that deployment class. I just love that they did that little feature. I think it's the little features that really matter. It's a beautiful watch from Omega. Check out this timepiece and all the beautiful timepieces here at Lewis Jewelers, proud partner of Michigan Athletics and Sports Talk 1050 WTK. The ticket. Watch Wednesday. Brought to you by Lewis Jewelers, your watch store. Proud partner of Michigan Athletics and Sports Talk 1050 WTKA. The Ticket. And we are back, folks, here on the Michigan Insider Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTK.com. So, listen, we are going uh, to be talking draft quite regularly, uh, not just from the standpoint of the Michigan guys and most notably J.J. McCarthy. That will continue to be a watch of ours as we move closer because as you start to see – trends develop uh, in the mock drafts, so especially among the, the top pundits, Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, who we'll talk about here coming up. I think that that winds up being reflective of what they're hearing from front offices. I think as you get to the also rands, I think that they're just, you know, they're, they're like, um, you know, they're, they're like the, the analytics crew that just, you know, they, they're, they're crunching, they're crunching the, the draft numbers, the need. They aren't really putting any insight into it. You know, there's, you know, people who, who 
have the time to sit around and, you know, kind of do all kinds of draft scenarios. But the, the top guys actually have some front office uh, and scouting insight or insights. And so as though as trends start to develop with those guys, you start to get a feel for where the stock for different players, uh, what their stock level is. And this is Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft is yet another reflection of the surging stock, Mr. Weintraub, of one Mr. J.J. McCarthy. Yes, yeah, and that was – I think that's the first thing I do now. I, my old habit, a mock draft would come out. I would immediately flip it. I'd go to where my team, right? i go to the bottom of the first round. i go see what the Ravens are doing. Now, I don't go there. That's not my first look. My first look is it's the slow scroll, get past that top five or six, and go, all right, where's J.J.? And Daniel Jeremiah having J.J. McCarthy going number eight to the Atlanta Falcons is now the new highest we have seen him at this point in time. Doesn't mean it's the last of the rising of the up the boards, but this goes into what you and I have talked about. He is going to continue to rise up boards. At one point, teams, you know, we saw him on some boards in the low 20s or maybe in the early part of the second round. And now you're not seeing him in almost anywhere that he's not in the first round. And now you're seeing him most places between 8 and 15 or 8 and 18 or whatever it is. And he's going to keep probably sliding up. He's not going to get in the top three or four. Like, that's just not, that's probably unrealistic. But can he be top eight? Yeah, absolutely. And Jeremiah just showed you that he could be with Atlanta. All it takes is the one team that falls in love with him. And it's going to be more than one team that falls in love with him. Who's going to make, someone may have to make a move to go up and get him. So he may end up going higher than eight. Because if all of a sudden you're like, ooh, Atlanta really likes him and someone else really wants him, someone's going to have to make a move to get him. Well, I hate this. I, I hate this mock draft from the Lions' perspective. I, I, kinda, I knew you would. That's a. It's funny because that's the second thing I do. I don't even look for my own team anymore. I go to see what they pick for your team next. And as soon as I saw interior offensive line, I go, "Oh, Sam's not happy." Yeah, not at all. Uh, it it is outside of what the when you talk about what biggest needs are. You're looking at corner. You're looking at edge rusher. Uh, you're looking at defense. You need to bolster those two because there's there are no bigger needs. And if I was looking at offense, I'd probably look for another playmaker or receiver. And you you aren't going there in the first round uh, if you're the Lions. But I I really hate it because the guy who I pointed out to you guys a week or two was it last week or the week prior said, "Watch this dude. This is the guy that I want at number twenty nine for the Lions, uh, but he might rise up draft boards that I." I sort of likened him to um, not – I wouldn't say that he'll he'll be Sauce Gardner uh, at the end of this, but just as a guy who identified who you watch, his stock is going to – his stock is going to be higher than people expected it to be heading into the draft where a lot of mock drafts you didn't even see Nate Wiggins out of, Cle- out of Clemson be on the board. Daniel Jeremiah – this is the highest I've seen Nate Wiggins on any, in any mock draft. He has him surging up the list as the number two corner off the board at number 15 in this draft to the Indianapolis Colts. I hate that's that's ahead of Kool-Aid McKinstry. That's ahead of Quinion Mitchell, who he has off the board at 17, who also really like from uh from Toledo. I, I just this tells you that a Nate Wiggins just watch the name. I hope that he's still on the board at twenty nine. I won't be surprised 
uh, with how I expect him to do at the combine. He has the length. He has the speed. You're going to see change of direction. Like, I think that dude is going to absolutely smash it. That does not mean that he is going to be, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, you talked about my man uh, Sneed out of out of um, the Kansas City Chiefs, who, by the way, Chiefs have an interesting decision to make as far as franchise tag is concerned. We'll talk about that coming up. But Wiggins is, you know, he puts up the kind of the kind of uh, measurables that Sneed who absolutely smashed the combine a couple years ago. Same kind of snatch. That guy winds up going in the fourth round. Now he's a he didn't play in a big conference. So that's he didn't play big time football like Nate Wiggins does. So odds are Nate Wiggins clearly won't fall very far. Uh he's if if he makes it to the bottom of the first round, I'll be surprised. I'd be shocked if he's on the board in the in the second round. Not out of the realm of possibility. But the point is him blowing up the combine doesn't guarantee that he's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Cause you have other guys who the, who the, the book, the speed book is out on like Quinya Mitchell for all of the buzz about him as a, you know, group of five guy. There, there are questions about how fast will he run? How fast will he run? He has tremendous ball skills. He'll play your physical. He he's a guy who uh, we talk about let the nation and, and, and PBUs. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, facade. People get picked on. I got picked on, but scabby, abby, scabby at the whole school. It yeah, just hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was really high last year, but you just don't know what his, what his foot speed is. That's, that's not a question with Nate Wiggins. And the other guy, and I was talking to you about this in the break, I've seen Ira Ennis Rakestraw out of, out of Missouri be projected to the Lions in some mocks, but I haven't seen him. Uh, I've only read scouting reports on him that where the book is the same, like he – Obviously, a guy who is who is physical plays bigger than the size in that way. Uh, really quick, can stay with receivers in and out of breaks. But questions about long speed persist. Uh, but you know those guys are regarded as better on you know better press guys than than Nate Wiggins. You wonder if they run well, whether that will push Nate Wiggins down the board because. The end of the day, his combination of link speed and quickness, I think, are going to make him better than a lot of people uh, think and hopefully available for the Lions at number 29. Sam, if you've learned anything on this show, you need to start pushing guys up the draft board that you don't want. Start pushing guys you don't want and start ignoring the guys you want. Because every time you talk about guys, it seems like they move up the boards. So why don't you start talking about guys you don't really want on your team and push the heck out of those guys and then... I, I, that's crazy. I didn't mean, Ira, he wasn't, there were, you could watch, see like 12, you know, 10, I should 12, that's a random number. 10 mock drafts. He might be in the first round in one of them a couple weeks ago. Now he's up to 15 in this one. I didn't even mention Cooper DeGene 
uh, being another one. Cooper DeGene keeps getting pushed down in some mocks. He he gets pushed down to twenty five. The write up on this was really yeah. The write up on his was like it was really funny because the write up says that he looks like a Packer. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that means, but. Maybe it does. I don't know. But he says he looks like a Packer. And I, when I, cause I read it, because it's funny, because as soon as I saw his name on there, go, oh, yeah, that fits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there will be a corner on the board at, at 29. Seems almost certain that one of the top guys will be there. But, uh, like, Kool-Aid McKinstry isn't even a first-round pick, according to this Daniel Jeremiah mock draft, which would be a shocking outcome. Um considering all the buzz he had heading into the draft uh, where his stock seems to be getting pushed down. So, man, uh, but coming up, as we get to the other side, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, Chris Jones, uh, they negotiated a deal where he was back on the field. What did he come back, game four or five? Had Still was a game wrecker for them. Uh, and one of the keys to one of the top defenses in the National Football League. Who's more important to their success, would you say, having watched them play? Is it Chris Jones? I'm talking about their defense. Who's more important to their success? Is it Chris Jones? Or is it Legereus Sneed? Because if they franchise Chris Jones, Mr. Weintraub, then Legereus Sneed is going to hit free agency. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about targeting the um, the Bears corner, who who is, um, you know, are they, are the Bears going to be spending big money uh, in free agency on, on a corner when they are, you know, this is a team that's really far away from – being a contender like this is this is full scale rebuild mode and so can you really afford to do that if you're them can you really or should you be should you be you know kind of focusing on the draft focusing on development and not allocating resources on Jalen Johnson is who I'm talking about uh should you really be focused on that so there there are some um off-season projections that have the Lions really targeting Jalen Johnson. Uh, But we need to be watching the Chiefs Uh, because if LeJarius Sneed is available, and this seems to be all the talk, all the talk says they have to make a a choice. Now, can can you wrap Chris Jones up? Um, If you, if you do, if you then you can afford to go in and franchise the Jerry Sneed if necessary. But this is where if you're a Lions fan, now you need to be rooting for Chris Jones to be to be a holdout. Chris Jones to be the free age or the franchise tag designee because if he is, now <laughs> you can target uh, a Sneed who I think is lights out. He's physical, he's fast. Uh, I thought the, those, as far as being physical corners, Legereus Snead and Trent McDuffie set the bar in the National Football League as a corner tandem is concerned. 
Uh, so that is definitely one to watch. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What women binge wherever you listen.